And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Biden confirms Americans are among hostages captured in Israel, condemns sheer evil of Hamna's militants, all on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Ashley Ferguson will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 69 degrees. And now on to our top story. The trial of FTX founder Sam Bakeman Fried has taken a star turn as his former fellow top executive and ex-girlfriend Caroline Ellison began testifying against him. Ellison's highly anticipated turn on the witness stand in in Manhattan federal court today took place just before the trial broke for lunch, with Ellison blaming Bankman Fried for a crime she admitted to last December in a cooperation deal. At one point, she was asked to identify Bankman Fried in the courtroom. She then stood up and began to scan the courtroom before spotting him in a row with his lawyers. She identified him, saying he was, quote, over there wearing a suit, unquote. The latest Israel and Palestinian war is reverberating around the world as foreign governments try to determine how many of their citizens are dead, missing, or in need of medical help or flights home. Numerous countries also offered to play a role in mediating an end to fighting, which already has killed at least 1,900 people. The death toll was expected to grow as Israel plumbed the Gaza Strip with airstrikes and blockades that densely populated Palestinian territory. The war began after Hamas militants stormed into Israel on Saturday, bringing gun battles to the country's streets for the first time in decades. Finland's president says damage to an undersea gas pipeline and telecommunications cable connecting Finland and Estonia appears to have been caused by external activity. Finnish and Estonian gas system operators on Sunday said they noted an unusual drop in pressure in the Baltic connector pipeline, after which they shut down the gas flow. Today, the Finnish government said there was damage both to the gas pipeline and to the telecommunications table between the two NATO countries. The Federal Trades Commission's long-awaited antitrust lawsuit against Amazon is the most aggressive move it has taken yet to tame the market power of a company that's become sent that's become with online shopping and fast deliveries. Under Chair Lena Khan, the FTC says hasn't been shy about taking big swings against the Americans' biggest companies in an effort to shut out monopolistic behavior. But that approach has also led to some high-profile setbacks, most notably its bid to block accusations by Microsoft and Meta. Now the FTC must prove in court both Amazon and the monopoly and is using its dominance to prevent competition from flourishing in the marketplace. A final decision in Amazon's case will likely come years down the road. President Joe Biden is confirming that U.S. citizens are among the hostages captured by Hamas in the weekend's attack on Israel, and he condemned the militant group for, quote, sheer evil, unquote, for its shocking multi-pronged attack on Israel launched from the Gaza Strip. Hundreds of civilians have been killed, including at least 14 American citizens. Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris spoke by phone earlier today with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, to discuss the situation on the ground. 
Biden outlined the actions he and other allies have taken to support Israel in the aftermath of the attack and expressed his horror about, quote, sickening, unquote, reports of torture inflicted by militants on innocent civilians. Coming up, the Supreme Court rejects an appeal from former coal company CEO Don Blankenship. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Ever think of yourself as a human garbage can? Why can't you be more like him? Do you think he'd need to eat that? Nice hair. Did you use a weed whacker? Are you really that dense? Quit being a wuss. Baby, I love you. But either put out or get out. You're educated way beyond your intelligence. She wouldn't have done anything that stupid. Maybe you should start wearing more makeup. Stop being such a baby. Everyone else is doing it. Negative comments with or without peer pressure can damage not only a person's self-esteem, but may also create bad consequences. Whether it's verbal or physical, trash is trash, and only you have the power to put a lid on it. So don't allow yourself to become someone else's garbage can. This message about self-esteem is from your friends at WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. The Supreme Court has rejected an appeal from former former coal company executive Don Blankenship, who argued that major news outlets defamed him by calling him a, quote, felon, unquote. Today, the justices left in place an appellant ruling against Blankenship, the former CEO of Massey Energy. He served a year in prison on a misdemeanor charge after he was found guilty of conspiring to violate safety standards at a West Virginia mine before an explosion in 2010 that killed 29 men. The Fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed a district court's determination that CNN, Fox News, and 14 other outlets sued by Blankenship did not act with actual malice, aiming coverage of his unsuccessful 2018 U.S. Senate campaign, even if they failed to meet journalistic standards. Marshall University recently held a sneaker ball at the Memorial Student Center to celebrate homecoming week. As Luke Hamilton reports, college students are using fashion as an increasingly popular way to express themselves. Have fun, be happy, do what makes you happy. The way college students express happiness can be determined by their choices in fashion. Marshall University recently held a sneaker ball where guests could pick out a nice outfit and pair it with their favorite sneakers. The winner of the best dress contest and a current student described their outfit choices and the importance of having a unique style. My sorority colors are blue and gold, so I wanted to tap into that gold. It makes my skin look absolutely amazing. And I'm always going to shine. It's my favorite part of being me. I mean, I wear a lot of crazy outfits, not just because it's a sneaker ball. I would wear this normally, and it happens a lot. We show up to the music that we play and stuff. We show up and everybody's in sweatpants, and I always like to wear suits because it's fun. It's good to express yourself. Other guests at the event say that fashion is important for expressing culture and creativity. We're all different. We all come from different places. We all have different backgrounds, different upbringings. So it's important to allow people to express themselves how they feel comfortable. I feel like how you dress is a characteristic of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's literally an expression. That's why it's considered an art. Like, fashion is considered an art. 
Yeah, and when you look good, you feel good, so. 100%. Events on college campuses like Sneaker Ball bring out the true colors of former and current Marshall students. <laughs> For News Center 88, I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks, Luke. For more upcoming events on campus, visit events.marshall.edu. Once again, that's events.marshall.edu. Electric vehicles and their potential impact on job security have become central to negoci negotiations in the U.S. auto worker strike. General Motors, Ford, and Jeep maker Stellantis plan to add 10 U.S. EV battery cell plants, mostly joint ventures with South Korean companies. The union wants to represent workers at the proposed battery factories and win them the same hourly pay and benefits as union workers. The United Auto Workers strike is now in its third week, and contract negotiations this year could have long-lasting consequences as the auto industry transforms itself. The House Republican majority is stuck and unable to coalesce around a new speaker. After having ousted Kevin McCarthy a week ago, there is no in-game in insight. This evening, two leading contenders, Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Judiciary Chairman Jim Gordon, Jordan, are scheduled to address colleagues behind closed doors at a candidate forum, but they appear to be splitting the vote. McCarthy is openly ready to reclaim the gavel he just lost, but that's a long-shot option, unlikely to sway the handful of hardliners who just oust him. They've created a stalemate that threatens to keep Congress partly shuttered. Coming up next, Los Angeles Sheriff deputies in critical condition after fire broke out during training. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Want to know the time of our next sports broadcast? Go to our website at www.marshall.edu WMUL and find the entire sports schedule on the front page. You can even go one step further and listen to the game live right off our website, www.marshall.edu WMUL. Yet another reason why we're the worldwide leader of Marshall sports coverage. WMUL 88.1. I just wanted to eat like a normal human being, you know? Just something I could hold down without the horrible pain. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are diseases that attack the digestive system. A feeding tube's not my idea of a good meal. At the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, we're excited about the latest research. Then there was this new drug. Thousands of people are being treated with new drug therapies. Doc said it doesn't work for everyone, but I got lucky. To help, visit ccfa.org. Now I'm taking food the old-fashioned way. I'm eating it. Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. San Diego's well-oiled system of migrant shelters is being tested like never before as U.S. Customs and Border P Protection releases migrants into the street of California's second largest city because shelters are four or full, excuse me. About 13,000 have been dropped off at transit stations with notices to appear in immigration court at their final destinations in the U.S. since September 13th. About 500 more are arriving daily. Migrant aid groups blame the mix of circumstances. Those include reduced government funding, the government's practice of flying or busing migrants from Texas and Arizona, Arizona to be processed in San Diego, and an increase of illegal crossings. Stocks closed higher as pressure relaxed on Wall Street from the bond market. 
The S&P 500 rose 0.5% today. The Dow added 134 points, and the NASDAQ Composite climbed 0.6%. Treasury yields eased considerably after trading resumed following a holiday yesterday. It was the first opportunity for yields to move since the weekend's surprise attack by Hamas on Israel and since Federal Reserve officials gave speeches that suggested the Fed may not hike rates again. Oil prices gave back some of their sharp gains from a day before. PepsiCo rose after reporting stronger profit than expected. Two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies were seriously hurt today after a fire broke out at a training facility north of Los Angeles. Sheriff Department spokesperson Nicole Nishida says a few details were immediately available. A KTLA helicopter over the scene showed firefighters spraying water into the smoking rear of a parked semi-trailer. The fire broke out in Catalyst a community roughly 35 miles northwest of downtown Los Angeles. The training center was on the campus shared by a county jail. The fire department initially said additional deputies were taken to the hospital, but the sheriff's department said only two were at the hospital. Evidence shown at former President Donald Trump's New York civil business fraud trial shows that he signed a 1994 document that gave the true size of the New York penthouse that was listed later as far larger on his financial statements. The evidence appeared in an email attachment shown during testimony today from Alan Weiselberg, the former finance chief of Trump's company. James's lawsuit alleges that Weiselberg en- engineered Trump's financial statements to meet his demands that they show increases in his net worth and signed off on lofty valu- valuations for assets, despite appraisals to the contrary. Trump denies any wrongdoing. Dorothy Hoffner, a 104-year-old Chicago woman who re- whose recent skydive could see her certified by Guinness World Records as the oldest person to ever jump from a plane, has died. Hoffner's close friend Joe Conant says she was found dead yesterday morning by staff at the Brookdale Lakeview Senior Living Community. Conant says Hoffner had an amazing energy and, quote, just kept going, unquote. On October 1st, Hoffner made a tandem skydive at Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, Illinois, that could land her a world record. Conant says she's working to ensure that the He's working to ensure that the Guinness World Records certifies Hoffner as the oldest, the world's oldest skydiver. Coming up next, Atlanta police chief fires officer after traffic stop led to Black Deacon's death. Your daily political update when New Center 8 returns right after this. So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. But this, oh yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it! Touchdown! Thundering herd! So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports. Not, uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WMUL. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you. 
A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. President Joe Biden's interview with prosecutors over his handling of classified documents signal that a sprawling investigation that has included questioning of some of his closest aides is nearing a conclusion. The White House revealed that Biden was interviewed Sunday and yesterday by special counsel Robert Hur's team. That means he was fielding questions from investigators during the same hours that his administration was consumed by the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war. It's a familiar dynamic for a president who, over the last year, has had to fulfill his duties as commander-in-chief while under scrutiny over his own classified records retention and the legal problems of his recently indicted son, Hunter. Atlanta's police chief has fired an officer who shocked a 62-year-old black deacon with a stun gun during a dispute over a traffic ticket, leading to the man's death. Atlanta police chief Darren Shearbaum said today that officer Kieran Kimbrough didn't follow department procedures August 10th when he didn't wait until a supervisor arrived to arrest Johnny Holman Sr. The chief says he made the decision to fire Kimbrough after an internal investigation concluded yesterday. Shearbaum's decision comes days before police video of the traffic stop could be released. A lawyer for Kimbrough, Lance Russo, says Kimbrough didn't cause Holman's death and that he'll appeal his firing. An Arizona-based nonprofit that rocketed to prominence by latching onto Donald Trump's 2016 campaign has raised roughly a quarter billion dollars, but has struggled to help Republicans win general elections. Much of the money raised by Turning Point has been spent cultivating conservative influencers and hosting glitzy events. An Associated Press review of the public records show Turning Point also enriched CEO and co-founder Charlie Kirk and his allies. The AP reviews review finds top Turning Point officials collected pricey salaries, enjoyed lavish perks, and steered at least $15.2 million to companies they and their friends and associates were affiliated with. A Turning Point spokesman says none of the group's leaders inappropriately benefited from their financial arrangements. Former baseball MVP Steve Garvey is joining the race to succeed the late California Senator Dianne Feinstein. The Republican Garvey gives his party a splash of star quality on the ballot in a heavily Democratic state where the GOP hasn't won a U.S. Senate race in 35 years. Garvey signaled in a video that he would lean toward the political center, saying, quote, I never played for Democrats or Republicans or independents. I played for all of you, unquote. As a Republican, he starts as a long shot. Democrats hold every statewide office. Leading candidates include Democratic U.S. reps Barbara Lee, Katie Porter, and Adam Schiff. Native Americans are celebrating their histories and cultures with events across the country, making Indigenous Peoples Day. The ceremonies, dances, and speeches come two years after President Joe Biden officially camaraderated Indigenous Peoples Day. In Minnesota, the governor was among 150 people who attended a surprise, a sunrise prayer and ceremony at a lake in Minneapolis yesterday. 
In Augustus, Maine, hundreds of people rallied outside the state house in support of a November 7th statewide vote that would restore language to their constitution about the state's obligations to Native American tribes. One of the participants in the celebration in Phoenix said they've been fighting for recognition, quote, since the first ships arrived, unquote. And coming up, Ashley Ferguson will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM. You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Ashley Ferguson, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's been a sunny day here on campus, and temperatures are seasonal. Today's high was 69 degrees. Tonight will be clear and chilly with a low of 39 degrees. It's time to break out the fuzzy pajama pants. Clouds will roll into tomorrow and we can expect a high of 69 degrees with a low of 49 degrees. The sun comes back out on Thursday, bringing a warm up along with it. Thursday's high is an 80 degrees with a low of 52 degrees. Today's weather word of the day is shelf cloud, also known as roll cloud. A shelf cloud is a low horizontal, sometimes wedge shaped cloud formation associated with the ledging edge of a thunderstorm's outflow, winds, or gust front. Shelf clouds normally stretch across the entire horizon as an organized line of storms approach. When a shelf cloud is observed, prepare for a quick increase in winds. A severe line of storms can produce a shelf cloud that indicate incoming straight line winds over 60 miles per hour. Thank you weatherology.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 68 degrees. And that's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Ashley Ferguson. Thanks, Ashley. Now Ben Anderson will join us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Good evening. I'm Ben Anderson. This is the FM88 Sports Report. I'd like to start off right here in Huntington, West Virginia with Marshall Athletics. First in Marshall men's basketball, tip-off times have been announced for the 2023-2024 men's basketball season. All home games are scheduled to start at 7 p.m. with the exception of the fans' first game against UPike on October 29th at 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. tip-offs with Louisiana on December 30th and Coastal Carolina on February 3rd. The contest schedule for December 2nd against Miami of Ohio is to be determined. Then basketball season is just around the corner and preparation is underway. Jonathan Edwards has latest on the Thundering Herd women's basketball team. 
With the 2023 campaign looming closer and closer by the day for Marshall women's basketball, expectations are at an all-time high surrounding the newly revamped squad. I spoke with Coach Kim Caldwell on Tuesday to hear about what is going on leading up to the season opener. I think their effort is there, and sometimes as a coach, that's the hardest thing is to get people to dive on the floor and get people to sprint back on defense and fly around and get their hands up, and they do that, and they do that naturally, which is good and I think can make them special. With a focus on changing the narrative surrounding herd women's basketball and initiating change, the team has had to adjust to a new style of play. This begins with practice. Our practices have been kind of hit or miss. I think we know that. I think that's something we got to be more consistent. We got to do a better job of changing the energy in the gym. And we practice hard. I mean, we, we do practice incredibly hard, but we're just not doing little things. We're not talking. We're not repeating things. And so I think we have a lot to progress on quickly. I think we have the talent, but we just need to kind of put all the pieces together right now. As the herd is such a young team and home to a new coach, the changes don't stop with on-court skills. It won't happen overnight, but the pieces are set for the team to succeed under the helm of Caldwell. And so we just got to do a better job of giving each other confidence and putting people in the right places. And I think that'll come anytime you have a new coach and a lot of new players. You have a little bit of that, but we should be working our way out of that in the next week or so. Considering that the growing buzz around the team is at a fever pitch, the Cam Henderson Center will serve as a great home court advantage for Caldwell's crew. But I do think that they deserve to have a really good crowd and really good people to be in the stands cheering them on, and that's part of the reason. Huge reason why I took the job is because I believed we could do that. So we want everyone to come out and make it loud. Marshall women's basketball tips off at the Cam Henderson Center on October 29th at 6.30 p.m. This is for Fans First Day. From FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Marshall fans can hear from head coach Kim Codwell next Wednesday, October 18th at 8.25 a.m. at the Sunball Conference Media Day, streaming on ESPN+. In Major League Baseball, the Braves made a 5-4 comeback victory over the Philadelphia Phillies in Game 2 of the NLDS on two homers by Travis Darnell and Austin Riley in a game-ending double play for the ages. And then in the NFL... Today, the Minnesota Vikings announced that wide receiver Justin Jefferson will be placed on injured reserve. The 2022 NFL Offensive Player of the Year will miss at least the next four games because of a hamstring injury. Jefferson slipped while trying to make a cut on his route in the fourth quarter of Minnesota's loss to Kansas City. Jefferson has 36 catches for 571 yards and three touchdowns and never missed a game in his career until now. In NCAA Athletics and College Football, Oklahoma is already piling up plenty of accolades in its final Big 12 season. A year after their first losing season in 1998, the 6-0 Sooners are the league's only undefeated team. Also, Oklahoma has the top coach, top offensive player, and best defensive player so far this season. A mid-season vote of Associated Press writers who cover the league tapped second-year Sooners coach Brent Venables, quarterback Dylan Gabriel, linebacker Danny Stutzman, and first-year freshman safety Peyton Bowen as as the best so far this season. The Sooners and the Texas Longhorns are moving to the Southeastern Conference next year. This concludes the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben and Jonathan. Coming up, banana plants are being turned into useful fibers. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. G'day mates, my name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia 
in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, 5 days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. And finally, today on New Center 88, hair extensions of the future could be made out of byproducts from banana farming. When bananas are harvested, the stems of the banana plant are decapitated and often left to rot. A startup company in Uganda called TexFad is working to find new uses for the rest of the plant. Banana fibers can be processed to be as soft as cotton. The fibers are already being used to make rugs and lampshades. The hope is to be able to make clothing and hair extensions as the technology progresses. Federal customs agents poo-pooed the plans of an Iowa woman who wanted to make jewelry from giraffe feces. She picked up these, this feces on a trip to Kenya and brought back to the U.S. in her luggage. U.S. Customs and Border Protection say the woman declared the small box of feces when she was selected to have her belongings inspected upon arriving at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport on September 29th. The woman who was not identified said she planned to use the poop to, <laughs> excuse me, to make a necklace, as she has done in the past with moose poop. <laughs> excuse me. The agency's agricultural specialist seized a small box and destroyed the giraffe feces. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Waylon Smith, Ashley Ferguson, Ben Anderson, Luke Hamilton, Jonathan Edwards, and for your entire News Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is to give without any reward or any notice has a special quality of its own. And Morrow Lindbergh.